one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Look, I am not mean-spirited. I have known for years. I have stood by you. But you take a dig at me every chance you get. No, I don't. So, no, last night was a straw for me, to be honest. You took my friends in this circle and you told them to look out, be careful. She's fake I'm not fake And what is fake is this wedding. Bum, bum, bum. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's Real Housewives of Potomac. We are on day three of our Mexico trip, only day three. Which I have some thoughts about that because they said, oh, this is our last night. And they often say that on these shows. And I wonder if they actually stay for longer and just let the women relax on the vacation without any cameras. Or if they do just head home from vacation after three days. Because, I don't know, three days isn't always that much, especially when you're going on a long-distance vacation. I don't know how far away Mexico is from Potomac. I'm not good with maps. However... I like to believe that maybe Karen, Giselle, and the gang, they were all just sitting in Mexico for a couple of days after this unwinding, because I would need to unwind after this trip. Not only that, but also I want to say that I think this is the best episode of the season so far, in my opinion. I just think it was well-balanced. I think there was like the right amount of drama, the right amount of laughs. There was that whole law and order thing that uh, Karen with the sketch artist and... <laughs> <laughs> I loved the animation of that. So I just thought this was a fantastic episode, one of my favorites of the season. But still, there was a lot of drama, a lot of uproar, I would imagine, after three days of this, you would need some relaxation time. So I might uh, head back a little bit later if I had the opportunity. Uh, anyway, the gals in real time, they did film the Real Houses of Potomac reunion, which I'm very excited about. Bravo released a seating chart, so we got to see where the women were seated for the upcoming reunion, and it looked like chaos to me. Karen and Giselle had the first chairs. But I do have this theory that Bravo is trying to mix things up with the chair and seating arrangements at the reunions. Does anyone else feel this way? Because it was always a thing of like the first chair was like the most important storylines. But now, I don't know, I'm kind of getting the impression that they're trying to just do some chaotic seating arrangements. And I don't know, we still got more season to go for Potomac. But I, it just felt like Karen and Giselle, of course, they are the, the pillars of this franchise. However, it would have made more sense to me to either have Karen and Robin, if that's how the season ends, or or me and Wendy. I don't know. I don't know. Or I would love to see Candace and Ashley get them first chairs, because I feel like they've earned it after all these years. I don't know. I don't know. But they did film it, so that's exciting. I'm excited for, for that to come. Uh, what else? I want to get into this episode, and there's so much to discuss. Obviously, I just said this was a great a week, for, week for Potomac. However, what I want to focus on at the beginning is just that uh, we're doing a lot of Sprinter Van work, and you know we love the Sprinter Vans on the Housewives and Bravo. However, uh, something happened on the Sprinter Van this week that was just truly shocking to me. The gals got on, and then it was revealed that they just had uh, quesadillas on the van. I have the quesadilla. 
Quesadillas. Meanwhile, Giselle, Jizzy is dealing with Montezuma's revenge over in Mexico. She's got uh, the runs. She's, uh, I mean, she's running in and out of the bathroom. And then we find out they're serving quesadillas on the van. Quesadillas in the van. How are they doing the quesadillas in the van? And we're seeing them at the lunches, at the dinners. And then they were getting on the Sprinter van. Like, who wants a quesadilla on the Sprinter van? And I was like, why the fuck do you guys kiss quesadillas? <laughs> why are there quesadillas on the Sprinter van? I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, I understand you go to a restaurant, you get to go or a doggy bag or something. And so you take maybe some quesadillas to go. And so you have some leftover on the Sprinter van. But it was like they were serving quesadillas on the Sprinter van. Like they were all getting into the van. And then Giselle's like, I'm not having them van quesadillas. And I was like, what do you mean van quesadillas? Like, what are we, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? You got van quesadillas. People are doing too much in the vans. Now we got quesadillas in the van. I have a quesadilla. <laughs> Can we take a little detour here? I have to get something off of my chest. Now, I've been trying to use TikTok more and more. Mostly, I'm just logging on at night if I can't sleep or something. And I know you're supposed to put your phone away or not keep your phone near the bed, but I do. And I have been getting on TikTok to sort of wind me down, which is really antithetical to wind me down. And I'll tell you why in just a second. But on TikTok, if you're not familiar, the algorithm essentially feeds you videos before you even know you want to see a certain video. It'll send you that video. And then if you linger on that video for more than a second, it'll start showing you more and more videos like that. So suddenly you'll find yourself in a rabbit hole on the most obscure things. Very early on in my TikTok time, I was being fed videos of Steve Harvey giving motivational advice on the set of his talk show, on the set of a family feud in the backyard. Like it was all these videos of Steve Harvey and I loved it because he was always so inspirational, motivational. And that's what my entire feed was. Anyway, so the other night, probably about uh, maybe a week ago, I get this video about a woman living in a van. Now, this woman who was living in a van was living in a very nice van. It was like a converted van that she made all super, you know, she was like a very basic-y girl, and she got all this, like, high designer stuff for the inside of her van, and then she was living in the van, and she was like, hashtag van life, and all this van content from this woman living in a van, okay? So I get this video, and I was pretty amazed, because I'm always interested to see how tiny spaces get transformed, so I love those uh, those uh, design shows on HGTV where they take a tiny house and you get to see a tiny house and how they designed such a small space, you know, or looking at a New York apartment and seeing how someone's going to redecorate it. Like, I'm interested in that. Anyway, so this woman's living in a van. So I watched this video. I'm fascinated by it. Then my entire algorithm is people living in their vans. Okay, this is like a whole section of the internet that I didn't even know existed. And now I'm completely obsessed with it. You guys know how my obsessions goes. I will become obsessed with this for a couple of weeks and you guys have to hear about it. So I apologize in advance, but it'll pass. But uh, all of a sudden, my entire feed was basically basic women living in vans. Now, when I say living in vans, they're not living in normal traditional houses, which is totally fine. But the fact is, they're quitting their jobs and taking their savings. They're having their parents pay for these elaborate vans that they can live in for internet clout. So these aren't people who can't afford a traditional apartment or condo or whatever. These are people who are choosing to live in vans so that they can have a whole section of the internet to themselves. And it's like a whole, it's a whole commerce, I guess, on, on TikTok because these people have so many followers and there's so many of them. Now, the people that were showing up on my feed were all young women. I mean, I'm talking 20-something years old, the very kind of stereotypical basic uh, way that you would think, very basic, and their whole feeds are all like one color uh, form and, you know, just that basic aesthetic. You guys know what I'm talking about. 
the basic bee aesthetic, the pumpkin spice latte aesthetic, fall autumn girl aesthetic. Uh, that's the kind of vibe that they're doing, but they're li- doing it in vans. Okay, so then I stumble on this one woman, and I must have been on her page for like an hour. I'm not going to give her a name here because I've, I'm going to kind of drag her a bit, and I don't want to be rude, but I, it was on this woman's page. And every video is like a day in the life of someone who lives in the van. And she tries to make it look so glamorous, and it's all decorated pretty. She's got the smile plastered on her face, but she's clearly, her body language is telling me how sad and miserable she is. I mean, she seems so upset. Now, this woman, she was a, went to college, graduated, became a CPA, was earning tons of money. She did a whole post about it. She was earning tons of money, and then she decided to quit and convert a van and then just drive. And so she's not working right now. God bless, whatever. She's living out of the van. So every video of hers has got that basic B aesthetic with like the certain filter and everything is pristine and clean and perfect. And she's got the cute little teapot that she makes tea in the van. And like every video is a day in the life. So it starts off really kind of, she's trying to make van life glamorous. So she'll show you like a sunrise or something. And then all of a sudden she'll be like, and now is when I uh, empty my BM bucket, you know, <laughs> Then she takes all the dumps she saved up for the weeks and she goes or drops it off in a in a wastebasket somewhere. Or she'll be like, okay, and then this is the part of the day where I went into a Planet Fitness for my shower. Because she's got a – all of them who live in the vans, they keep a gym membership so that when they're traveling in their van, they can go in a gym and use the shower and the restroom. Okay? So anyway, so that's one of the things. And then she'll be like – um, and then I went into Walmart to do a dump because I don't always like to do it in the van, you know, and she's trying to make all these things glamorous, but it's, it's not. And she's got the smile plaster on her face. So then I'm watching, it's a Christmas. There was like a, a very sad Christmas one because she decided not to go home and visit her family and instead decided to live in the van because she says in the video, she decided to live this van life. And so <laughs> she decided to live this van life. So now, you know, she's happy on her own, whatever. So she didn't want to see family, but then she got sad. She didn't see the family. Anyway, I feel like I know so much about this one. But the best video is, so as I'm scrolling, I'm noticing, it just seems like they're getting sadder and sadder. Like at the beginning, she's smiling and the body language is telling me she's miserable. But by the end, I'm realizing, no, she's actually miserable. And it's, it's so psychologically interesting to me to watch. But I got to this one video and all of a sudden I scroll and then I see her. It's like a close up of her. The hair is a mess. It's the hair is jumbled. It's like all over the fucking place. <laughs> and then she, I, then she reveals you guys are going to die. Then she reveals, she's like, yeah, I just wanted to come on here. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't slept in a few days because there's a mouse. <laughs> There's a mouse. There's a mouse on the van. <laughs> There's a mouse in the van that I can't catch. So she's now. Can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing too hard. Oh my god, I'm crying. She can't. She can't sleep because there's a mouse living on the van, and she can't catch it. <laughs> And she hears the mouse going all around the van and she can't catch it. She said, I haven't slept for three days and her hair is a mess and she looks miserable, but she's still got the smile plastered on her face and she can't catch the rat that's living in the van. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, so I'm watching this and I'm just like crying, laughing. And meanwhile, the reason why you have rodents on your van where you live is because she's doing things for TikTok. Like, she's got these videos up of her just making these, like, tofu egg scrambles in the morning in her van. And the whole video is, like, cooking in the van, hashtag van life. And then 
She's making a whole fucking tofu scramble because she's got nothing else to do throughout the day. Because she's just living in a van. She's not even, she got nowhere to go. And she can't even leave the van sometimes because she gets scared where she is. So she can't get out of the van. And meanwhile, she talks about her parents and stuff back home. And, you know, the parents are like, just come back, live at home. You know, like, why are you out there living like a, uh, in a van and showing it off on TikTok? But anyway, so she's making homemade tofu scrambles from her Trader Joe's hauls. And it's like, yeah, that's why you got rats on your van because the rats are coming in. You're making tofu scrambles, so they're coming to see what's up. Like you shouldn't be living in a van if you uh, voluntarily for internet clout. It's absurd. It's appropriation of of van culture. And again, I'm not trying to shade anyone who actually actually lives in a van uh, for whatever reason, but to do it just for TikTok is just absurd. And I can't believe we've gone in this full circle because I feel like maybe 10 years ago or something, people, young people on social media would try to pretend they were super wealthy and they want to show off the, the bags and the shoes and whatever, all the expensive stuff. And now it's like people want to go on TikTok to show off their van living. And I just don't know. I don't but so then, so I get to this woman's page and I'm just scrolling and now she's got this rat problem in the van. And you guys, I was just crying laughing because there's like five videos about her mouse on the thing and she can't catch it. She put out 12 traps. She couldn't catch the rat. And then she said, then she said, I hear it all night. She said, I can't fall asleep because of course you can't fall asleep because it's not like, if you live in a house or an apartment or something, you might hear a rat in the ceiling or something, but you're like, well, this is a big building, so the rat could be anywhere. But if you're living in a van, chances are that rodent's pretty close, so the rat could be right in your face if you fall asleep for two seconds. So this poor gal's not only living in a van where she's got to take a BM in the middle of her kitchen and then dump it at the Walmart, but she's also got to live with a rat that could be crawling up on her at any given moment. She's, I mean, it's like... <laughs> The, the rats. Meanwhile, I keep talking about the toilet. I'm sorry for getting gross because no, some people don't like that. But the toilet was literally like came out of the the baseboard. It wasn't even like a separated thing. She had to like open the toilet and then, yeah, literally, she goes sleeps in a Walmart parking lot. She parks it in a Walmart parking lot and then she's got to go dump her dump in the dumpster at the Walmart. And it's crazy. It's crazy, you guys. But I'm obsessed with these young people who are living in vans for internet cloud. I can't even believe it. You know, a handful of years ago, Terry Hatcher, I think I've talked about this in the show, she was doing a whole series. She might still be doing it on YouTube out of her van. She was doing a whole van collection. And she was out of her time. Once again, we're finding out Terry Hatcher was out of her time because those van videos were just a prelude, a, a mousse-bouche to what is TikTok's, uh, a whole corner of TikTok of people, young people living in their van and showing it off. I'm like, oh, look, here's how I make my tea. Here's how I make my hot chocolate. And then I wake up and I brush my teeth in my kitchen sink. And then, I mean, it's just crazy. And again, I don't, I hope people are going to be mad at me. I hope none of the van livers out there are mad at me because I'm happy and proud if you live in your van. No, nothing wrong with that. But it is something wrong with it when you're doing it for internet clout. Like when you had a whole home and you decided to get out of it because you wanted to be famous on TikTok for living out of your van. It's crazy. And all alone. And the, the other problem with this whole section of the internet, too, is part of the thing is like that they are doing it on their own. So it's like they're living on their van and they're rustic and they're whatever. So it's like they're also very lonely. It's not only the fact that they're living out of the van for internet clout. It's like they're doing it in such a lonely way because lonely helps sell it on the internet. The internet is sick. Young people are everyone's sick. I'm disgusted by everybody. And number one on that list is that rat-infested van that this woman's living out of and trying to make it seem like it's glamorous, because it's not. It's not. Anyway, justice for all the 
regular van dwellers out there. I love you. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. I love you all. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. And if you stumble upon that section of the internet, God bless and good luck to you because it's, you're going to lose a couple hours of your life. You're just say goodbye. It's like going under for anesthesia. All of a sudden, you're going to wake up three hours later and be like, how did I get here? And got new tits and you know everything about the woman on TikTok living in a van down by the river. Hashtag van life. I have a Okay, back to the Real Houses of Potomac. I know some of you are upset that I took that long-ass detour about vans. Uh, but we got to get back to the Real Houses of Potomac. Now, we opened this week with Jizzy and Mia at the bar. Now, Jizzy, this is when she's revealed that she's got the bad stomach. And they show her eating a bunch of stuff. And I do believe, if you go back and watch it, I can't confirm or deny this, but I think they added a sound effect <laughs> for Jizzy's stomach. They added like kind of like a gurgly, gassy sound. And it made me laugh so hard because I don't think the microphone was just picking up Giselle's gurgly stomach or the gas. I don't think that was the case, but I did hear some gas sound effect. And so I was just imagining the editor in the editing bay just cracking up, adding his foley art of Giselle having gas uh, in the Real House of Potomac episode, because I heard it. I heard it with my ears, and maybe my ears made it up or something, but I swear they added a jizzy gas sound effect. I know they did. I feel it in my bones. And I believe that to be something Bravo would do. I love when they add the sound effects, and it's all very subtle. you got to really open your eyes and ears. Sometimes, I don't know if you all do this, but sometimes you got to close your eyes so that you can really hear the art of sound when it comes to these Bravo episodes. And so maybe we all need to be watching it multiple times, because if you aren't closing the eyes and really focusing on the sounds of the Real Housewives, then you might miss the gas sound effect they add for Jizzy's stomach. And so, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some other people caught it. Or maybe my mind is playing tricks on me. Who knows? But I swear I heard gas out of that one. And then Jizzy says that Wendy, she says to Mia, is jealous of Mia. And I was like, what? I can't even, I can't even believe that. I mean, I wanted to get into that even more and really break that down. But then Giselle said she was carrying bread in her purse for her diarrhea. And so I, I was focused on that. Just a whole bread basket in her purse. And God bless. Who doesn't want to walk around with some bread in their purse? I love bread. In the words of Oprah. Now, they are going to be planning a bachelorette for Robin. Robin, we see her on the phone talking about this fake wedding. And then uh, I, I, I'm i calling it a fake wedding. And I do side with Karen in the fact that it does seem to be a fake wedding. However, I do side with Robin. When she said, why does Karen keep bringing up the wedding? If she don't want me to talk about it, then stop asking me about the wedding. And I was like, Robin's right. She's got some points here. Robin, Miss Robin Dixon is coming in with some points for Karen Huger, the grand dame, my grand dame. And yet I was siding inexplicably with Robin, despite the fact that I know this to be a very fake wedding in my soul, allegedly. Then we see Ashley and Karen at the pool. There is a couple in the background doing some PDA in the pool, which I don't love at a hotel. I'm sorry, people out there, if you go there with your significant other, I don't love when you're just all on top of each other, but you're holding each other's legs and bodies intertwined in the pool. I support that ordinarily. But in a public pool, I just went on this whole thing last week on the show about how I don't love a public pool. It's not, I have a phobia with with pool stuff. And this is probably largely what contributes to that, because when you go on vacation, especially you go to Vegas or something, I mean, in Vegas, those pools, you go to the Caesars Palace pool, it's like everyone is just... And intertwined with each other, the legs uh, coming out each other's legs, and they're just wrapped around each other's bodies in the pool. 
And I don't need to see that. I don't need to see it. And so I just, I don't know, I wanted to point out that PDA. And if you're someone going on a vacation, maybe you're listening to this on vacation. I am happy that you got a significant other that you just want a bone in the pool. But when you're in a public pool, maybe you just need to cool it and go back to the room. You could blow your back out in the room with a significant other. You don't need to do it in the pool. I know. That's just my opinion. What do I know? Maybe I'm being too prude. I don't know. Probably. Anyway, then uh, Ashley says that Sharice, she starts talking about Sharice with Karen. She says Sharice was an integral part of Robin's journey. I love when they say journey. Isn't it funny? It's so dramatic. <laughs> like she was so important to Robin's journey. I was like, okay. Then Karen starts talking about the fake wedding. She says, I find it all very suspect. She says, I know so much about Robin Dixon, including Juan's other woman. Now, this is when Karen reveals the Grand Dame Special Potomac unit, which <laughs> mostly I just, okay, so this other woman supposedly that Juan Dixon has, Karen describes her as beautiful, natural, mature, lives in Montgomery County, and she says she looks like me. She says they date in Georgetown, and Karen says she's fine. She looks like me. And Ashley's even laughing, like in her confessional, she's laughing at Karen talking about this mature woman who looks like her that Juan is having an affair with. Now, I, <laughs> it was also funny, mostly the sketch work that they were doing, because I'm a big fan of animation. I, we don't always get to talk about animation on this show, but I do love animation. I love adult animation. I love kids uh, animated programming. And I'm always fascinated by the different animation styles. So if you look at stuff, some stuff has like a little bit more of a gross animation style, and then other stuff is more cutesy. So if you look at like something like Bob's Burger, that's sort of cutesy. But if you look at uh, Beavis and Butthead, it's a little more gross looking people. Okay. And so they did this. I was thinking this sketch art that they were doing for Karen's description of this other woman. And they had so many different animation styles to choose from, and they decided to go with what I can only describe as Beavis and Butthead-esque. <laughs> it was so funny to me that that was what they landed on. I just loved it. I mean, it was, I just loved it. And and, and it looked like Karen. <laughs> anyway, Karen says that Robin and Juan have an understanding about it. Ashley believes it. And Karen did tell Ashley, like, do not say anything. She said, I will confront and talk to Robin about this situation on my own. Please do not say anything. And immediately I thought, of course, Ashley Darby. She's going to go run and tell that. She's going to go tell Robin immediately. And she did. I mean, she maybe wait, waited 10 minutes or something. Then we see the other women are all meeting in the bar. So after Ashley and Karen leave this conversation, they go back to the hotel. Karen's going to go change. They're all going to meet in the bar. And there was a quick moment where we see Jacqueline and Sharice in the lobby bar. They were in one corner, and then all the other gals were in another corner. And it was really funny to me, because the camera was obviously on the the main group, right? And Jacqueline and Sharice were barely mic'd. There was a quick moment. They, weren't, they didn't have any lighting on them. They were just barely mic'd. And it was just funny, because here they are filming a show, and it's like, they're there with the main cast, but the main cast is properly mic'd, properly lit, properly everything on camera. And then there's just Sharice and Jacqueline in the corner, just picking up spatial audio. and <laughs> They're not really on the show. It just was, uh, how embarrassing, how embarrassing. And then this is when Ashley walks up. She tells Wendy and Candace almost immediately, like immediately from going in from the pool with Karen, she goes and tells Wendy and Candace like, oh, I can't say anything, but Karen is talking about Robin. 
And Candace says, Ashley can hold a secret about as long as she can hold pee. And then immediately they edit in Ashley saying, I got to pee. And it's just beautiful, beautiful editing. This whole, this whole thing, I, I can't, Sometimes the editing, they do a little too many tricks and stuff like that, but everything was hitting to me this week. Every editing choice, every sound effect choice, every all the humor that they infused, it was all just flawless to me. I, I thought it was perfect. And it I, you know, I don't always feel that way. Sometimes I think they do way too much, and they're trying to make us laugh too much, and it's coming across as, I don't know, not right. But this episode, I just thought, give him an Emmy. Like, it, this was it. This was the perfect mix of the editing tricks and the real life drama, the the women bringing stuff to the show, it was just everyone was operating at all cylinders this week. I, I just thought it was perfect. And then this is when they go into the van to have them quesadillas. I have the quesadilla. <laughs> they we don't even see them having the quesadillas. By the way, I wish so. I don't know. Did I miss it? Were they actually eating the quesadillas in the van? I don't know. Uh, but they play a game. Giselle, uh, she is revealed. They play a game. They said, who's the most Karen-esque out of the group? Not meaning Karen Huger, but like Karen in the way that people use it. And um, as a description for people, it was like, Giselle is the Karen. Then Karen, the actual Karen, reveals that she likes porn. Candace reveals at this point in the van that she's going to be revealing that music video soon, which I'm very excited about. Uh, and then, oh, this is when Ashley pulls Robin aside and brings her to the store. Ugh. I mean, come on, she couldn't even wait an afternoon. Couldn't even wait an afternoon to tell Robin everything that Karen said by the pool. I loved it. Um, we're going to get into it. Let's take our break here. We're going to take a quick break. We got so much more to discuss about Ashley, Robin, and everyone else. I mean, in that phone call with Juan, you guys, that phone call with Juan. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, we are going to get into that uh, in just a second. But I want to thank ACAST right now. I want to let everyone know that I'm going on tour in April. Go get tickets at everythingiconic.com. At the top of the page, there's a link for live shows. It'll be April in Salt Lake City, Denver, and Seattle. Please come out. It'll be really, really fun. And then find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, and we'll be right back. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Everything Iconic. And we're back, girls. Girl? Okay, so now we're all shopping in Mexico, okay? They're all together as a group, but Ashley's got to get Robin aside so she could spill the beans about what Karen said at the pool. So she says, uh, Robin, why don't you come talk to me? And you just know in the rest of the gals' heads, they were thinking, what is uh, Ashley going to tell Robin? They know something's going down, especially Karen. You know, Karen was sitting there thinking like, girl, where do you think you're going with Robin after I just told you by the pool, do not pull Robin aside and tell her what I said. You know, Karen's thinking, where do you think you're going, girl? Where do you think you're going? Girl, <laughs> I remix Lady Gaga and Asher. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Let's let's just enjoy that one more time. Where do you think you're going, going? Girl, <laughs> I'm giggly. I'm giggly. I got the giggles today because it was such a good episode. You know what? It's a good episode. I just love coming behind this microphone, chatting about it. Ah, I have the best time. You, these girls keep me young. Okay, so uh, Robin is at the store with Ashley. And a lot of these stores had hats. And I just want to remind you all, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Do not try hats on in stores. That's a get lice. Moving on. Uh, So uh, Ashley does tell Robin exactly what Karen said. And they keep showing that sketch of the woman, too, which is making me laugh. I don't even know what they were talking about in the store at one point because they kept showing that sketch artist version of Karen's uh, that Karen described of the other gal. And then they decide to call Juan. Now, Juan is on the phone, and I don't know if Juan knows that he's on camera. I'm sure Robin said, like, you're on camera. But he starts kind of swearing, and we can see his temper. He says, I will cuss out all those women. I will cuss out all those women. You know, he's, sh- he's shouting on the phone. We're hearing his voice is getting raised, and you know he's getting pissed. And on some level, I understand. I understand because anyone having a relationship, I would never want to be on one of these reality TV shows where you got to put the relationship on the screen. And then, of course, everyone makes your relationship a storyline because then they can divert from their own storyline. So it's like they say, this person's cheating. And I'm not saying some of these guys don't cheat and do bad things. We've seen it. Demon Darby time and time again. There's that one quick uh, flashback of Demon Darby with the with the cocktail glass at the bar where he's like laughing like an evil villain. He's like, yeah. <laughs> There was that one. They show that one a lot. They don't have no footage of Michael Darby this season other than that one flashback of him at the bar with the drink where he's making that face. Eh. You know? 
Anyway, uh, one, it's like, why would any of these people want to be on? Like, what a nightmare for any significant other. And I'm going to, we'll drag Juan in a second, but for now, I do want to stick up for him because what man, I don't even think, they're not even getting paid. On Jersey, they're getting paid, the men, you know, they're in confessionals, whatever. And uh, here on Potomac, though, it's like, I don't think Juan is getting uh, paid. Obviously, Robin's getting paid, and it's part of her job to have the family in the show, but it's like... Why Why would you want to do this? What a nightmare. What a nightmare. But anyway, Juan does start yelling on the phone. And of course, he's mad. Uh, but I didn't like that we could see the... T- I've Obviously, I've been saying for weeks and weeks and years and years that we can see the body language between Robin and Juan, and they just don't seem to have a good body language. And so now we're seeing just a little temper. And I just, I don't know, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Robin also was doing this villainous laugh. I don't know how to explain it, but she said something like, Karen shouldn't have opened up that can of worms. Ha 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 ha. I don't know. Uh, but Robin, you know, they're engaged. She says she's got names about something with Karen. And I guess they're referring to this blue-eyed man in Vegas, which I feel like they needed to give us a little more info about this blue-eyed man in Vegas. Like, who the fuck is this blue-eyed man in Vegas? I don't know. Then we cut to lunch. Ashley's peed a thousand times. I, I swear this episode, I've never noticed Ashley peeing so much. And then every second she's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And there was one time when she, I did worry actually that she might have like a kidney stone or an ulcer or something, because doesn't that make you have to go to the bathroom? I don't know. So Ashley actually takes a couple of the gals. I think she took Wendy and Karen to go to the restroom. But then back at the table, I don't know if you caught this. This might be me. Maybe I, maybe I miss saw it, but I don't think I did. But so Karen, I'm sorry to get gross. I'm sorry to get gross, but I have to do it because this is part of the show. I know you're going to complain. You're going to leave me reviews saying, why is Danny always talking about the bathroom? But that's what happened. Okay, so Ashley, Wendy, and Karen, they go to the restroom. And back at the table, Robin starts talking about the situation with Karen. But if anyone noticed, I don't think Giselle was at the table, which leads me to believe that Giselle also went to the restroom. But I think Giselle went to a different restroom because she knows she was dealing with Montezuma's revenge. She didn't want to be mic'd up with the other gals. So so we saw Ashley, Wendy, and Karen go into the bathroom, and we could hear sound effects in the bathroom, meaning they were mic'd up when they went to that restroom. And Giselle wasn't back at the table, so Giselle could have been at the bar. But if I'm correct, I think Giselle was probably in a different restroom, and she took off that mic pack. She's like, you don't want to hear this. And she did, you know, something. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Karen and everyone gets back to the table, and Karen says, I'm not fake. She says, what's fake is this wedding. We played that clip at the beginning of this episode. Karen says, everyone knows about this Georgetown woman. Candace and Wendy reveal that they did know. And apparently this was in the blogs. And here's the thing. Giselle shouted. Jizzy was like, I never heard of that. And I was like, Giselle, you had to have heard of it because, I mean, you're just lying to us. It was in the blogs. And we know from last season, Giselle is all up on top of the blogs because when she read on one of them blogs about Eddie and Wendy, she brought it to the group and so did Robin. And so it's funny to me that now they're just lying and saying, oh, we didn't see that in the blogs. It's like, you guys are on the blogs. I get, I feel like every single housewife across all franchises, across all cities, they're on the blogs. They are, they got the Google alert. So I bet you every last person from the one season wonders, Cindy Barship's got a Google alert on her phone. Anytime her name comes up in a blog, it's going right to her phone. And so you just know, there's no way Robin and Giselle didn't know about this thing in the blogs with Juan. And Candace and Wendy were the only ones who said, yeah, I heard it. But you know everybody else heard it. I mean, yeah, they all must have heard it. And I'm not saying they should bring those blog things, because a lot of times those blogs, 
Uh, Everyone's just saying anything. And then we know when it comes to other people trying to get on these shows, the periphery characters, peripheral, is that a word? Periphery? Did I just make up that word? Anyway, we know those people who really want to get on the shows, they go to the blogs and they're like, oh, I heard this, or I know this, or this happened. And it's all lies sometimes. Uh, There is uh, something to be said when there's smoke, there's fire, right? However, the blogs, we don't know. I'd say, what would you say the percentages of when they are right? Maybe 70, 60%? What's the percentage? I'm going to have to do some math as soon as we're done here. But it's not 100% is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh, Karen calls it a cloak and dagger wedding, which I don't. I felt like so stupid because I, I didn't know what she meant. And a couple weeks ago on the show, she said she can't even go to Safeway. And you guys, I was on the microphone. I said, I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like such a dummy because I'll talk on this podcast and then you guys will reach out to me and be like, uh, Danny, you're so stupid. It meant this. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, that makes so much more sense. And sometimes I'm just a dummy. Sometimes I'm just dummy, but so Karen said it's a cloak and dagger wedding. And I was like, I, I meant to look it up. And then she says, when you register, I'll eat my words. And, uh, yeah. So then Karen says, um, she yells at Giselle. Oh, this was a funny thing. So Giselle was like, Karen, uh, you know, you don't need, she don't need to tell you anything about her registry or her wedding. You know, Karen stick or Giselle is sticking up for Robin. And then Karen responds with, Oh, be quiet, Giselle. You ain't nowhere near an altar. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. I loved it. You know, I I don't love on these shows when they make it as if like you're only successful or whatever if you have a man in your life. I I just don't like that using it as an insult. If you're single, like you're single, you're never going to have a man. But yet it does make me laugh sometimes. I don't agree with it. But will I smile sometimes and not be proud of it? Of course. Of course. Just like with the age shaming. I don't like when they age shame on the show. Like Giselle, I think it was last week, she was saying two old ladies fighting when it was when it was Cha-Cha and Karen fighting at the table. And I just thought, Giselle, I don't think you're that much younger than Karen and Cha-Cha, are you? I mean, I feel like they're roughly the same age. And they all look great. They look beautiful for their age. All of them, every last one. Anyway, Robin points out that Karen's uh, got this blue-eyed man in Vegas. And Robin showed everyone a picture, and I wish they would have shown us the picture. I need to see this picture of the blue-eyed man in Vegas. Uh, Give me uh, some more info. I mean, what was this man? What was this man? Oh, Karen also said Giselle, she called her Giselle die without a man. That was the other thing that kind of bothered me. It's like, well, you know, we should all be so lucky to die without men. <laughs> we should all, all be so lucky to not have to uh, spend our last breaths on some men. Right, ladies, am I right? Because I want my girlfriends near me. I mean, no offense to Matt. I love them. I love them. But in my last breaths, I'm going to want my besties near my near my deathbed so that we can we can have a, a ha ha he he moment you know maybe talk about housewives right before i go you know off to the uh off to the next world or the next life or the afterlife that's what i'm gonna want i'm gonna want someone to sit with and chat about housewives no offense to matt but he's not watching bravo so what am i going to talk to him about it on my last breath and so for giselle to say or for karen to say oh uh, giselle you're you're die without a man and I thought, Giselle, maybe she'll have Robin next to her, and they could talk about the show. That sounds like a good time. I mean, but I don't know that we all need to have a man right before we pass. I I just don't know if we need it. Call me crazy. Again, I love Matt. I love him to death, my significant other. And I, I hope to be with him for a very long time, the rest of my life even. However, during my last breath, I could maybe say goodbye to Matt and then have uh, my girlfriend next to me, right? <laughs> 
Poor man. Uh, Karen then brought up Andy Cohen, which was surprising because normally they can't address Andy Cohen, right? Normally they'll say when we were all in New York, meaning when we were at the reunion. And I hate how they do that. It's like, why can't we just say the reunion? We all are watched the reunion and we know you didn't just go take a trip there. And then they always show the footage of the reunion, but I hate when they say, Oh, remember when we were all in New York? It's like, no, you were at the reunion, but Karen did bring up Andy Cohen. I thought that was good. Uh, let's see. Oh, and Andy asked about threesomes in the reunion a couple seasons ago. And then Karen reveals that after that moment, Juan came to her and squeezed her so tight that the, her, I think she said the boobies came out the backside or something. I don't know what she's talking about. Like her, she said something about it. He squeezed her so tight and the boobies came out one end. And then uh, he said, I want you to be number three in the threesome. Now, okay. Okay. Pull over if you're driving because we got to break this down. Now, I, you know how I feel about my dear Karen Huger. I love her. The grand dame. She's my favorite housewife. And I always say I defend her to the death. However, it's hard to defend Karen here. And I, I want to believe that what she was saying was correct. However, something about the way she said it and the believability is just not there for me. It's just not there for me. And I want to believe her. And I want, I, I feel bad if she, I'm wrong and she did feel uncomfortable. And I want justice for Karen Huger if that's the case. But something about it, and all the gals did laugh at the table immediately, and maybe that's why I felt like it was not true, but Karen says he made her feel uncomfortable, and she says she know, uh, Robin knows that Juan is attracted to me, and I don't know. Karen did tell Giselle this a while ago. We saw the footage. Remember that happened earlier this season where she sat down with Jizzy? She said there was a guy in this group, and we all assumed it was Demon Darby that was flirting with Karen Uecker, and now we find out it's Juan, and I don't maybe... I, does anyone else feel that way? Was I crazy? I mean, everyone laughed, so maybe that's why I felt that way. But I was like, Karen, <laughs> I guess, Karen, is this truth? I don't know. That's bad. That's bad of me. I want to believe Karen, but I don't. Okay, they all comment on how good the food is, which made me weird. Did anyone hear that? They're all sitting around, and they're like, this is the best food we've had. And I thought, uh-oh. I thought that was like a little foreshadowing. I feel like they did that on that trip on the Real Houses in New York. Remember when they went to uh, the boat ride from hell? Where were they at? And they went on that, and then they all got the uh, they got the stomach bug. And remember, Ramona was pooping on the floors, and I think Luann shit on the mattress or something. I don't remember the details, but I remember it was, oh, Luann, like they left that trip, and Luann's like, I left him the ultimate gift. And she told <laughs> she told she said that on camera. She said, I left him the ultimate gift, meaning she pooped the bed. Anyway, I feel like on New York, they were all talking about how good the food was, and then they leave the vacation, and they all pooped everywhere. And I worried that that's what was going to happen, because everyone at that table was like, this is the best food we've had. I know I'm talking about poop a lot on this episode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is who I am, apparently. I never thought this was who I am. Sometimes we have this envision of ourselves. When I started this podcast, let me tell you a story. Let's do a little story hour. So when I started this show, I thought I had a squeaky clean mouth. I thought I didn't swear. I I had this idea in my head of who I was behind a microphone. And then suddenly as it goes on and I'm editing the podcast because I edit the show, I hear myself and I'm like, why do I, I'm saying the F word left, right, and center. I'm talking about poop left, right, and center. I mean, I'm not who I thought I was. And so those people out there who are mad at me for talking about poop humor and all this stuff, I would just like to behoove you to get behind a microphone and talk for an hour about a show, and you might find that you talk differently than you imagined in your head. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to defend myself, 
but I am defending myself because it's, it's shocking to all of us, myself included. When I edit the show and I hear what I say, I think, what? You know, early on in the podcast, another story, I had made a very innocent joke about how I wanted, I think it was maybe Henry Cavill or Chris Hemsworth to sit on my face. Now, I just very casually dropped it in the episode. And then I started to get these complaints. People said, why would you say that? What a disgusting thing to say. And I thought, I didn't even know I said it. <laughs> no, I said it. And apparently I said it multiple times. And does it, is it true? Am I speaking my truth? Sure, of course. But it was just not a turn of phrase that I envisioned myself saying on a public platform. And yet there I was shouting into the void all by my lonesome that I would like Channing Tatum to sit on my face. And so, you know, we, we live and we learn. And uh, it is true that I want that to happen. However, Maybe not something I need to say behind the microphone. So anyway, we mark the show as explicit. So if you do listen to this podcast, it's marked as explicit. So apologies if you listen in the car with some kids. It is what it is. You know, kids are going to hear this sometime. some point, they're going to be on the playground, and one of the teachers is going to say that they want Channing Tatum to sit on their face. And so they're going to hear it, is what I'm trying to say. We can't shield our youths forever. Anyway, what are we talking about? How did I get there? Okay, uh, uh, Giselle, let's see, I just... I have in my notes as I'm reading my notes, it just says jizz a million, a million times. <laughs> Cause I can't always write out everyone's full name. So it'll just say candy, jizz, Jack. And, um, so I do like Mia for that purpose because when I'm taking notes, it's much, it, very easy to write down Mia, which speaking of Mia, I, Jacqueline and Mia are not going to get over this whole thing. Jacqueline starts crying. She's having a dramatic moment and Mia keeps saying, that's who she is. Of course she's like that. She's dramatic, whatever. And, I got to say, Mia, she's someone, despite the fact that she can often be frustrating and self-produced and all these things, she does have this easy, breezy, beautiful quality to her where she seems to be having so much fun on TV. And I just want to shout that out and just give her her props and her flowers for that because she is uh, easy, breezy, beautiful. And the biggest smile on her face, even when she's in these fights with with Wendy or uh, whoever, she's radiating this energy that she loves being on TV. And I appreciate that because some of the other franchises you watch and the gals get a little lazy or they're not clocking into work or they're not seemingly wanting to be there. And Mia wants to be there. And so I just appreciate that. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does work. Sometimes it's overproduced. But she's having fun and she wants to be on camera. And so we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Uh, let's see. She does make up with Wendy too. They hug. They have this moment in the hotel room. They talk about how they both have fake booties. And I love this. I, this could be a wonderful dynamic duo. The two of them. Two of them. I love it. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Then we cut to the final night in dinner. Again, three days. I think they stay there for a longer time. But I think it was like, uh, at the dinner was a little bit weird. We didn't get a whole lot of footage. There must not have been a lot of drama. They were all making these animal noises. I think... Ashley said something about how she's got a chihuahua. And then Mia was doing that other voice she's done a bunch of times. She's doing that one. I mean, maybe we do. I've talked on the show about how I want to voice a gay pelican in an animated series. And now I'm thinking maybe Mia should voice an animated animal because she's always doing this monkey voice. And she just loves doing it. And it's good. She's good at it. So I I don't know. She's doing a good job. I got been giving me a lot of flowers this episode. Speaking of flowers, do you guys hear that new Miley Cyrus song? Oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, I love Miley. I love Miley Cyrus. There's a song she came out with a couple years ago called Slide Away. It was like a beautiful ballad that I thought went underappreciated. It came and it went, but it was so good. Slide Away. She also has this one uh, ballad, or it's kind of like a slow song uh, called um, Lighter. It was off this album she did. Uh, a while back that kind of came and went as well, but it's called Lighter. And I just, um, yeah, I just love her. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, so then they all go to the bar and pound tequila. We don't have all the footage of this, but they do say that they flash each other their uh, vaginas, uh, their Meredith Grays. And so Mia apparently slithered into Wendy's space and said she wants to, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say this. This was a direct quote. Apparently, Mia slithered in and told Wendy she wants to eat her box. That was a direct quote. Now, then the episode ends and we find out that maybe there was some, I don't know, some drunk hookup happening. That's what they're leading us to believe in the preview is that Mia and Wendy hooked up. And that's what, that's how the episode ends. And then that's the preview for next week. We get the bachelorette party, which Wendy and Karen were not invited to the bachelorette party. And Robin, she did this at the beginning of the season with the, that flop, uh, that flop day where they did the track and field events. Remember Robin and Juan through that? And they didn't even have no craft service there. It was like one big table and they put some food on top and then it was blown away or whatever. Okay. Remember then she wouldn't invite Wendy to there. And she's inviting Chacha to every uh, last event. Chacha's at the... Chacha, of course, Sharice. Isn't that her nick? Do people call her Chacha? I think that's her nickname on the show or something. I've heard it. I swear I've heard it. Anyway, Chacha's at the bachelorette party. And uh, everyone is there except Wendy and Karen. It's like, you're having a full cast event, Robin. I'm sorry, you got to invite them. 
whether you like it or not. You're doing a fake bachelorette party. You're not even having any of these people at the wedding. You're not even having a real wedding. So this bachelorette party ain't real either. So you better have the whole cast there because I don't like this where we're just like, oh yeah, they're not invited. Because especially I want to hear what happened with Mia and Wendy when she slithered in and asked to eat her box or whatever. I I need to know more information. Then we see Rob in wedding dress shopping. It's like, okay. Uh, Cha-Cha says, Karen, oh, oh my God, this was the other big reveal in the preview for next week. Cha-Cha says that Karen was at a club and she was uh, hooking up with the worker. Yeah, that's right. Apparently they were at a club together and Sharice says, Karen went to the bathroom of the club and started hooking up in the bathroom. And you just know Cha-Cha was like, Karen, where do you think you're going, girl? What do you think? girl (laughs) anyway that's the end of the episode i love you all so much for listening thank you uh shall we do our cheesy little cool down uh let's take a deep breath in let's take that deep breath in what a good episode what a good week what a good episode of bravo we got the salt lake city uh gals coming back with the reunion this week okay breathe out Uh, i'm very excited to see the reunion although i do believe it'll be a flop reunion i'm sorry to say i think it'll be a flop i think it's only going to be two parts and they didn't get that one-on-one sit-down with Jen Shah. Jen Shah, like, released a statement. She put out some statement that said, oh, I'm not doing the one-on-one with Andy. She's very clearly angling for money to try to get, that's my take on it, was that she was looking for someone to pay her, you know, a Diane Sawyer or a Hulu or someone to pay her for a sit-down. And I just don't know that anyone else is going to pay her for a sit-down. And Andy was the one who put you on TV. I think you should have done the sit-down with Andy. But maybe Bravo didn't want to pay her. Uh, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know, but it's not happening. And so good riddance to this season of Salt Lake City. So now we got a flop two-part reunion and no sit-down with Jen Shah. I mean, and I think they're filming already. I think they're filming next season. I think they are. I think they hopped right back in, and I hope they got the casting settled. And I do think that they should have started filming, because Salt Lake City, they're doing uh, Sundances there right now. And we've never really gotten to see, uh, to see Lisa Barlow doing Sundance. And she's supposedly the Sundance queen. And so I do need them to film Sundance. And so I hope they're there or at least figuring it out. Or or if they aren't filming the whole season, excuse me, proper, then I hope at the very least they're just filming some footage of Lisa Barlow at Sundance. I'm at Sundance. I need to see her just hobnobbing around town, Vita tequila in one hand. And yeah, I just need to see that. I need to see that. Anyway, that's the end. I love you all. Let's... Um, We don't need to take another deep breath in. Just go about your days and um, try to find some ways to relax and do your breathing exercises and be nice and have a good time and find your giggles where you can find your laughs and all that. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I love you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. Where do you think you're going, going? Girl?